0: This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC. Email them in the studio at at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric.
2: And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And that's Dennis. He's back with us live after his time off. He's one of the employee owners at TAB. He comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Four lines wide open on this Saturday morning. Last week, you guys were all with me. I do not know what you're all doing today, but that's okay. (laughs) 860-522-9842 is the number. We know you're out there. There has been occasion where we've solved all the computer problems within the area, and we're very proud of that. Right, Dennis? Sure. We love that. All the problems are solved. Um, (laughs) That's good. Uh, but if you do have an issue you want to talk about, feel free to get online, 860 9842 And you're going to be over the shiny new phone system that's in here, which is so exciting, I can't tell you. Um, but as you wait for your calls, there was a Facebook question that Dennis wanted to bring up.
3: Yeah, on the uh, tab um, Facebook site, mm-hmm. the the video, mm-hmm. there's a comment saying, I have a Google Pixel 3a phone Yep. that... Is no longer getting updated with Android. Right. No more updates for you. Yeah. And how dangerous is this? Should I start looking into buying a new phone? The answer to that is yes, it's dangerous. And yes, you should start looking for a new phone.
2: Yeah. Now, I would agree.
3: I'm not going to tell you to immediately drop the phone and run to the store and pick out something now. Right. But do it within the next few weeks.
2: Yeah. Pixel 3 is a pretty old phone. Yeah. Um, And I'm glad it served you so well. Well, yeah, it's great that it lasted this long, and it is frustrating that the company would say no more phone for you. Um, yeah, that that's another story entirely. That's pretty much the Apple <laughs> model, the Apple model that I've been.
3: Or and the Cisco model, And the Cisco and, model. and the IBM yep, they're model. They're all following and it the now. Lenovo
2: model. Yeah, they are okay. all following it now. Yeah, uh, but you're right. So in this case, this uh, Pixel is uh, Google. Folks are done updating that Pixel. They're not going to write the operating system to support all that old hardware. Right, and right. even the networks like uh, that pixel may only connect to like an LTE or even something older, well, like a 3G. Yeah, that,
3: that's another reason to get the new phone because there are new cellular technologies that have been released over the last
2: year, and the old ones have been turned off.
3: And the older ones, yeah, there is no more 3G. 3G, right.
2: <laughs> which means th- third generation. Just to confuse you, it has nothing to do with gigahertz. Uh-huh. Um, it's a third generation cell service. So yeah, we tell you to upgrade that and replace it and uh, get. Get current. It's it's the best thing to do. And if you aren't angry with Google for what they did to you, you could always choose a different brand or stick with the brand you know. I mean, Google's phones, the 7 is a very good quality phone. Um, Yeah, it's highly rated. I'm still running a 5, and my wife's like, hey, should we get the 7? I'm like, no, my 5 works fine. How about you? Um, So, you know, but if you get a 7, you're going to be very happy with the performance of that phone. And it's fairly affordable, too. Yeah. Fairly. I mean— I think they're like $600 <laughs> if you find that af- affordable. But your three served you so well, it probably only cost you what, maybe 25 bucks a year. Right. So we got some calls coming in. As Carolyn gets those calls, what do you got going on there, Dennis? Uh, oh,
3: there is a uh, Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, somewhere, Chuck E. Cheese in Darien, Illinois. Um, there is a particular feature of the restaurant that runs uh on a floppy disk and a DVd unbelievable and there's dos somewhere involved in this, this in Chuck this Cheese. robot show it's a some kind of a fixture that does a little show yep and it's <laughs> it still runs on a floppy disk good for them and you know it's it's real cute but you know hey we gotta yeah. you got to move forward a little bit here, people.
2: If you don't, what's going to happen is your your little show is going to stop and break forever. Right. right. Uh, I was meeting with a cl- uh, a prospect yesterday afternoon who does have a DOS-based system that m- really kind of manages how they deal with results of their testing. So DOS is, I mean, DOS? It's, it's a DOS-based system. And uh, trying to run a DOS-based system in these technologies these days, sometimes the new hardware is too fast for the old technology. So... You could find yourself really at a a stopping point if and when that old system finally fails and you won't be able to deal with how your results are reported and you're going to have to scramble to to, uh, deal with your reports versus planning for that and upgrading and moving forward, kind of like the FAA, right? FAA should have (laughs) planned long ago to replace that old system. Same thing here with the DMV. Um, Same thing here in Connecticut with the unemployment um, system where now you – you know, they're getting constant people just hacking in there and saying, I'm unemployed. I work here. Send me a check. Right. Um, you know, the it's just, you got to move forward, guys. So let's go on to your calls. We're going to go to John at East Long Meadow. What's happening, John?
4: Morning, gents. Oh. Uh, yesterday, I downloaded a tax program, the one I've been using for the last four or five years. Mm-hmm. I installed it with no problem. I tried to activate the program. The first thing it did was come up and say, Well, we've got. A bunch of updates to do, and I proceeded to that. Yeah. The next step is uh, I tried starting the program again, and I have to activate it by uh, keying in this uh, 16-digit number that came with the order. Right. And uh, when I do that, I get a message coming back saying you're not connected to the internet. That's the first thing it says. It says to activate your purchase, you'll need to connect to the Internet. I can do anything else I want on the Internet. I can uh, yeah. read my email.
3: Take a look it, at the bottom right of your screen and down where the network icon is.
4: Yeah.
3: Uh, does it look like a little globe instead of a normal Wi-Fi symbol or the Ethernet symbol?
4: No, I don't oh. think so. No, I, I see. Uh, it, it says that... Uh, the second option was to uh, disable my security mm-hmm. long enough to, to, to get that uh, activation code and then re-enable it, and it should work. Mm-hmm. That's why I've seen that in several places. I don't know how to turn off the Windows security.
3: Oh, that's in Windows Defender. Uh, we can post a link to tell you how to do that.
4: Oh, okay.
2: But it is interesting. So you're trying to download tax software. You're trying to simply apply the key to activate yep. the tax software and the tax software says, well, you may have to turn off your security.
3: I don't like that. I don't either, but I, I do know for a fact that sometimes it does help.
2: Yeah, no, I know. Right. Um, and take a look in the bottom right hand corner, like Dennis mentioned. If you don't see a slice of pizza and you see a globe, um, you should see a slice of pizza, like uh, right next to I that do. speaker.
4: I, I do see a slice of pizza. Oh, okay. okay. So
2: that isn't the problem that I originally thought. Right. Uh, we can
3: uh, get you a link to uh, a way to disable Defender uh, temporarily.
2: But before you okay. do it, before you do it, double check that you're on TurboTax's site, and they're telling you to do that. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm. Well,
4: uh, how do I? How do I? You know, I'm, I'm trying to. I uh, have um, I've. I've, I've Downloaded and, and and done the updates, but then it, then it's, as soon as I try to activate it, right, it says this. And I actually, I I uh, have a, uh, a laptop that I install the program on, and I get the same results on it.
2: Okay, so it does seem like there's an issue there with how they are. Maybe your security is causing this, but it's bizarre. Defender shouldn't do that. Go to TurboTax's questions, like their FAQs. They may have frequently uh-huh. asked questions and see if. There's issues like this. You like you know anything to having to do with activation, and see if they do talk about this being a normal thing. Um, if that is the case, fine. If you if you just Googled it, I get nervous about that. I'd rather you go to the actual source of the software and then see if there's any FAQs, frequently asked questions, that talk about activation issues.
4: They do have a, a frequently asked questions, and there's a similar problem where some people are complaining about they. Uh, Download and, and, and use the program, and the next time they come back to add some more information, it has to be activated each time. And they well, they had a cure for that, mm. which, which involved similar to what the, uh, this thing says for me. I I can't get the activation to uh, right. accept it.
2: There's something up with their activation servers, as far as I'm concerned. Maybe there's there's a license SSL key issues over there. Who knows what's going on, but. Um. Is okay, it, well, I think there's I'll a chat, to too. There's a chat, and you can probably talk to TurboTech support and just double check with them on this so that they can say, yeah, yeah, we have this issue, turn off Defender, and then... But, man, to turn okay. off your security should not be necessary to activate a software program. It shouldn't be a thing. But that's why I called, you know? Yeah. It didn't,
3: uh, a, a month ago, we right. I had to deal with that for one of our customers.
2: Right, and, and that's fine. And I hate it. I yeah. hate it. It goes against everything that I believe. And imagine this the technologies that we put in place to protect our clients. How many rings or defenses may have to be turned off just to get some stupid software to activate? But um, it is what it is, John. See if if, uh, it sounds like you have an an actual issue, but double-check with TurboTax to make sure it's legit. I
4: will. Okay, well, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Okay,
2: well, be good or don't get caught, okay? You too. Be good or don't get caught. That's awesome. Uh, we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Mitch, hang on. Three. All right, we are back. Two lines open for you, 860-522-9842. Now I'm sick of guessing myself when <laughs> that brain fart earlier. Ooh. Uh, so 860-522-WTIC is the number. And uh, call us from anywhere you want, and we'll do our best to help you out with your problems, questions, and concerns. Let's go to Mitch in Manchester first. What's cooking, Mitch?
5: Hey, two things, if I may, please, and thank sure. you for your help. Um, new system sounds good. Awesome. Um, I have a, I'm have in the process. I started the process yesterday of backing up my NAS to something called Backblaze. I don't know if you're familiar with that. But no. Okay. Um, anyhow, I started it. It looks like it's going to take... A week to do I'm just wondering if that sounds right. I mean i I started this thing at one o'clock yesterday afternoon, and it's at eight percent now, and so, if that's what it is and if it is what it is, that's fine, but it just seems
2: this is an you're sending it to the cloud, right: Yes, sir, Yeah. well, it does sound it, correct it, it can okay. take
3: a long time so here's right. the
2: thing, right your upload speed yep. you've got download and upload speeds right, and your upload speed probably is like 20 megabits.
5: Oh no, I got eight
2: eight megabits. I've,
5: I've got 8, with Cox, I've got, yeah, I just did a speed test. I've got
2: 8.26 upload speed. Yikes. What's your download? uh, 85. All right, so your download's fine. One for 10. Yeah.
3: One for 10 ratio. But actually, that might be a little bit artificially low if he's running this upload. In other words, the speed test might report... 8 instead oh, it could be of impacted. maybe
2: 12. You think it's being impacted? Yeah, that's I think possible. so. And check your all bill. Right. Make sure you're not paying for like 150 and getting yeah. 85 Yeah, definitely. Okay.
5: Yeah, alright, good. Alright, so I'll just let that thing run then until it finishes, I guess.
3: Right. Yeah, you have all to right. nurse it. Sorry. Okay. <laughs>
5: no, that's alright. Um, the other thing is um, Windows File Explorer, Windows 10. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is a separate issue. I've got the... On the left pane at the top, we have the quick access section. Yep. And then below that, there's another, you know, like the little right arrow that you click on and it expands the folders. Mm-hmm. Um, there's two instances of this Synology drive shown up there, but I moved that I, I redid everything. So that's all been moved. So I can't find any way to to delete those two entries, and it's just kind of driving me nuts. You
3: might be able to right-click on them and remove from list, I think, is what it will say.
5: Yeah, no, there's nothing in the right-click options that lets me. doesn't say. I'll look for remove from list. I was looking for delete or something, but I don't think there
6: was Uh, anything there. It
3: might say remove from list or remove from quick access, something like that. Matter of fact, I'm looking at my computer, which has Windows 11, and those are the words that it has, remove from quick access.
5: Now, but this is not actually in the quick access. It's like another oh, it's level. It's further
3: down, down low. It's lower. Got yeah. it. Got it.
5: Between quick access and this PC.
3: All right. Um I'm looking at same thing. I'm looking at something
2: on my computer here. Um Yeah, you're getting rid of that map drive, right? Is it a map drive, Mitch? I don't believe so, no. Hmm. Why wouldn't it have been as a NAS it would have been a map drive?
3: If it's live and it can and the computer can talk with it, it may not have the option to not put it there.
2: Yeah, because I don't have any way to get rid it, of my map drive. Yeah,
5: though. no, it doesn't, yeah. but it it's it's not live. It's 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 dead. In fact I went to I think properties and looked at the font like the um where the location was.
7: The hell was that?
5: And then I went um into that location and deleted something. So now, now when I click on that thing, it gives me that message. That says Sorry, this item has been deleted or moved or something, and we can, you know, it's, it's no longer there. I, I, my, all my NAS stuff is there somewhere. It's in a different location now, but, but I just can't seem to get rid of that darn. Um,
3: system.
5: I can't. I can't. I'm, it's not the end of the world.
3: I'm looking at a article on the web. Yeah, that talks about uh, a registry edit. They can take okay. care of that for you. So, but you shouldn't right. have to. So you this shouldn't is the have reason, to do that, right? This, this is, is this is why we're so down is, on Microsoft. This is deep stuff that normal yeah. people should not
2: have to be doing, right? And 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 it shouldn't be necessary. And the NAS doesn't exist there anymore. And Microsoft still says it is there, but there is right. a regit. I literally found the same thing Dennis did. So here's All what right. my advice would be, Mitch: to uh, take deep breaths. Yep. Yeah. I'm more used to doing that. Just focus and say, you know what? I know it's not there. I know it's not there. Think happy thoughts, maybe. It it, it probably will clear up after it's not there long enough. Um, Microsoft might say, oh, wait a minute. Mitch really doesn't have a NAS here, and maybe I shouldn't keep telling him he does. Um, I would bet you that's the best way to do it. Having you do the registry hack that they're asking us to tell you to do um, would be really a waste of your Saturday. And yeah, uh, I,
3: I'm not even comfortable giving that out because
2: I you know, don't know what uh, other effects it would have. But what, what Dennis had suggested should work, the earlier
0: suggestions. The other thing, too, on your backup, just realize that... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role.
1: You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Modelo is your reward. Modelo, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois.
2: Um, So you see how long it's taking to upload, right? Yeah. data. The biggest issues with cloud-only backup, and we've picked up numerous clients because of our competitors just doing cloud-only, um, when you need to do a restoration, you could be waiting a week, week and a half for your data to come back down. So um, yeah. keep it in, keep that in mind. Some services yep. do not overnight hard drives. They are not white glove. And you know, you'll be sitting there waiting for your data, especially if it's a major failure you had. If it's just a file, you'll be fine, right? Um, yep. But unfortunately, companies find out the hard way that they had to wait a week, week and a half for their data to be downloaded. And all they were doing was twiddling their thumbs because there's nothing they could do.
5: You guys offer that service for little guys?
2: We do not. It looked
5: like on your site that it was just for
2: like bigger. We know, are, we focus just on businesses, even little yeah. businesses <laughs> though. But uh we don't do the general public. I've I've All tried right. to get that through committee, but I cannot get that through committee. Yeah. I did look to you first, just so you know. <laughs> well, that's we like that, <laughs> well, Mitch. Nice. I appreciate it. <laughs> Happy to hear that.
5: <laughs> good. <laughs> yeah. All right. I appreciate your time as always. Yeah. Good luck, Mitch. Thank, Thank you. Thank
2: you. All right. Bye. So he's got something to try. He's uploading his data, doing a backup. Good. We're very excited about yeah. that. Um, let's be un- understand getting a data off the cloud is slow. Let's go to, um, oh, we're going to go to MJ in New Haven. Hey, MJ.
7: Good morning. Morning. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Uh, I'm looking for uh, a just a conceptual overview of what I would need to do to transition my Comcast uh, landline to an UMA Device, without losing uh, service. I don't need you to get deep into the weeds. Just, just kind of give me the overview.
2: It's so easy. You got to pick up, purchase an UMA phone. Mm -hmm. All right, that's a voice over IP phone. Make sure it's connected to the internet. Go online Mm and UMA set up your account with your name and address and the number you wish to port away from Comcast. And that's it.
7: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. So at this time i have a bundled package from comcast voice internet and cable i'm going to deal with the cable part later on yeah but i have a device in the little bedroom upstairs that is it looks like a little tower i guess it's a combination modem and router yep. and whatever the name is whatever name it goes by to effectuate my phone calls right so there's a coax cable connected to the back of that
2: Correct. You're, that's the cable.
7: Would, would I not have to get like a splitter? Nope. To, I wouldn't.
2: You need I to get the UMA the phone. Correct. You don't take anything. Yep. You don't touch anything. I gave you ever all the instructions. Now you're asking for all the details. <laughs> all you got to do is buy the UMA phone, get it on the internet, <laughs> yeah. right? Maybe wirelessly or or even with a Cat 5 cable. Get it on the internet. Set up the account and tell UMA your number. They will port the number away from Comcast. And you'll no longer be getting that bill. You're whole, you're gonna bust your bundle up, and uh, that's all you got to do. The phone now will ring on uh, the well, Uma the,
7: device. The key thing you said there was wirelessly. That was I had a ah, moment. Or wired. Okay. Or
2: wired. Wireless or wire, whichever you want to do. It just has to be on the internet. Well, just think right, of it as a computer.
7: Well, you're forcing me to go deeper in the weeds here.
2: All right, I can I you can hold on the then? Can you hold sure. on? We'll pick you up at the bottom of the hour after the news.
7: Yeah, I can't. Sure.
2: All right, so we're gonna put uh, MJ on hold. Feel free to get on line, guys, um, and we'll do our best. We have three lines open for you. 860-522-9842 is the number. Stick around for Bill Zito in the news. And we are back. We're here till 11 o'clock. Dennis and I will do our best to help you out. So three lines open for you. You guys have been trickling in, uh, but we're happy to be here and do what we can. We're on the line with MJ in New Haven, who uh, is looking for a little more detailed help on the UMA scenario. What's going on there, MJ?
7: Well, first of all, can you still hear me?
2: We can. This is a beautiful. This phone uh, system this is-, is so awesome, I can't even tell you.
7: Okay. First of all, I apologize for saying I was going to ask for conceptual questions, and then I start uh, driving you for some details.
2: Oh, don't apologize. That's uh, our life. That's exactly how our life goes as <laughs> IT people. Well, I, I, spent,
7: I spent 45 years in IT, so I can sympathize with Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyways, just to con- – I hate to use the word conceptual again, but mm. you, you referred to a hardwired connection – to the, or a cable connection to the UMA device.
2: Right. Um, need, the, the UMA device has to be on your network as either a wireless device or a Cat 5, Cat 6 type of device. And it has I'm, the ability.
7: I'm clear, I'm clear on the wireless part. Yeah. But right now I have a, the condo I live in was built in, in the 80s, but the, the guy had the foresight to wire it with, uh, with cable. Mm-hmm. Um, so I... I have a wire coming out of the jack-in-the-wall connected to the, this Xfinity device that manages my voice and my internet. Right. So if I hardwire this UMA device, mm-hmm. do I unscrew the cable from the back of the Xfinity tower and put it in the UMA device? or
2: No. A, oh, <laughs> no, remember, oh, you're, okay, that's what I'm, you're going from the emulated pots, that is your cable device, for your yeah. phone number, over to the cloud, the UMA cloud. So you're gonna get yep. right now you're getting your dial tone via Comcast's emulated pots, wherever they give you your dial tone. Yep. When you move to Correct. UMA, when you pick up that handset on the UMA phone, you will be getting your dial tone via wherever UMA's data center is, via it could be Albuquerque, right? Who who knows? And the UMA right. phone goes out and says, Okay, now I'm on the network and my number is this, and, and anybody who wants to call MJ is gonna call me on that number and I'm gonna get dial tone that way. So you can okay. keep everything running on your Xfinity except now you're going to bust your bundle up, and they're going to be like, well, now your internet costs $3,000. Um, right, right that's the, what's, what they're going to try to change on you. So you need to also look at cutting the cable, uh, you know, doing streaming. You need to just get that internet service to be just oh, internet service.
7: I, I'm going to press my luck here and ask you a quick question about what you just said as far as the streaming stuff goes. Yeah. I got, I got a smart Samsung TV. Mm-hmm. When I turn it on, I see... Uh, Like a banner at the bottom of the screen that shows various apps that I can have. One of which is Hulu, for example. Yeah. So I'm thinking what I would need to do is I have to click on Hulu. There may be some initial charge, and then going forward, I can watch television via Hulu.
2: You're onto your. You know, you're right there. You're onto it. You're there.
3: You're most of the way there already. So there. Therefore,
7: I would have to. What kind of remote? i have a, an xfinity remote that allows me to change channels if i go to hulu or any one of those do i need a hulu remote or no do I?
3: no okay. it's your it, it, samsung. Would, it would all it would all be managed by the television set and it would be the television remote
7: okay so i actually when i bought the samsung i got a samsung remote I, that would just work yeah. Hulu.
3: Yep. yeah the Hi. samsung remote will have arrow buttons and an okay button yep. and a couple other things yep. and and all of that will allow you to to navigate
2: inside Hulu.
7: And then I just call Comcast and say adios to the phone and adios to the cable, and I've saved myself
2: some. Right, some and you say, money. and ask them for just the basic Internet service of 150 megabits, if that's their, whatever their base is, is all you need. All right, that's it. Thank you very much. All right, NJ. good luck. Let us know how it goes. Right. Okay, thanks. All right, bye-bye so
7: yeah it, it's, it's
2: it can be confusing. It's almost like a Rube yeah. Goldberg approach to getting television, right? You know, in the old days, you stuck your your rabbit ears up there, wrapped them in tin foil, and you were able to get your three channels and uh if you had to change a channel, you said, "Hey kid, get up and change a channel," and that was it. that was TV <laughs> and we loved it, right We loved our six channels now there's so much content it's ridiculous. Um, but smart TVs are a way to go. You can use streaming devices. You can use Nvidia Shield, which is a streaming device that uses Bluetooth as a uh, uh, clicker channel changer. There, it's I like Bluetooth better than having to have an infrared. And um, you can go ahead and, and tell the cable companies to pound sand. They had their chance. They really did, and they're the ones that made sure that they kept all the competitors off their poles, right? They work with companies like entities like Pura. Who actually said, "Oh no, no, we can't allow to have a fiber company come on the municipal gain"? That would just be crazy talk. You know, we don't want to have any kind of competition like that. You know, that would be so unfair. We want to keep the unfair competition that's happening now. That's what we want to do. And thankfully, a court overrode Pura, and uh, you're now seeing you know, municipal fiber going in, or a, a public-private partnership happening over in New Britain, because they're going to use that 12-foot area of the municipal gain on those poles that were set aside in the early 1900s for for municipalities to use for whatever they wanted to use. Um, and, uh, of course, the cable companies don't like that. Um, but you had your chance, guys. You could have given us fair prices on your stuff, and you chose not to. And so we're we're all leaving, man. We're telling you to figure it out. And now you're seeing all the prices for, for cable service going down. You even see the cable companies marketing against the, the cell phone companies who are offering – Cellular service to your home like T-Mobile, Verizon are offering their services right to a modem just the way it would be working the same way as a cable company. And you could get your internet service there as long as you're close enough to a tower. And for $50 a month, you've got a good internet service there too. So many options finally. Um, And the cable companies had their chance. They really could have been our friends. But when you're looking at a $230 monthly cost for cable and television and then bundled in with phone and they say you're saving money. You know, come on, man. Uh, you kind of earned it um, as far as everyone leaving. So it's, it's about time. It really is about time. So we have four lines open. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two is the number. Do uh, you want to bring up anything uh, in the uh, technology world there, Dennis?
3: Yeah, we have a uh, comment on the uh, – Facebook? I believe it's WTIC Facebook. All right. Um, somebody uh, posted that they have an old Dell laptop running Windows 7 mm-hmm. and it's not being updated. Right. What should they do? Yeah, replace it. Uh, I, I said, you know, you could try upgrading to Windows 10, mm-hmm. which would continue to be updated. But right, till 2025. especially with an older laptop, uh, that isn't likely to even work very well. So
2: uh, my advice, buy a new one. Yeah, you. If you've gotten six years out of your system, you've done very well. Yeah, and uh, I know it seems like a short period of time, but in technology, that's a really long time.
3: And and I'm not. I don't mean to spend your money, but mm-hmm. you know, you, you have the money that you do have. You have to spend wisely, right? And I would rather have you spend it wisely.
2: If you upgrade it for a couple hundred dollars on a seven-year-old machine and it doesn't run very well or finally fails because it is old, then
3: you will have just thrown
2: away that couple hundred dollars.
3: Right. Yeah.
2: All right, so we're going to step out for a quick break. Four lines wide open. Feel free to get online before the top of the hour, 860... All right, we are back. And uh, let's get right to your calls. You're nice enough to join us here on this Saturday morning. We're going to go right to Tom in Torrington. Hey, Tom, what's up?
8: Hey, hi, guys. How you doing?
2: Doing okay. How are you?
8: Not bad. Uh, I'm finally cutting the cord.
2: Congratulations.
8: I got uh, Frontier. It wasn't my first choice, but... Mm-hmm. They came in with a good deal. Okay. 39 bucks for five $500, $100 card. Yeah. Uh, I I know how to get the, the TV going. Good. My question is, I know like with DirecTV, they do offer a box you have to buy. Is there any other way so you don't have to go channel by channel with the T V remote, uh like you could punch a number in mm. go go directly or lash channel watched.
2: It all depends on the service. And it is frustrating. I've got YouTube TV and that's a problem.
3: Yeah, yeah, and uh on my Roku I have uh spectrum TV and it doesn't allow me to type in channel numbers either. Yeah. It will some Roku, of them
8: Roku you could talk to, no?
3: Yeah, but it won't. It won't tune in a channel number because the app, the channel or the app that's running doesn't know how to jump directly from a channel
2: number to a channel number. Okay. Yeah. So it's each service has got its own idiosyncrasies there. Like with with YouTube TV, it'll show across the top banner for me my most likely choices, whether it be UConn basketball or or whatever. It'll be up there saying, "Hey, did you know this was on?" You know, and uh so I'll give you some suggestions, but it, it's all different with each service.
8: YouTube TV, good?
2: It's expensive, but it's uh, it's pretty good. It does cover a lot of the channels that I watch. But I'm always looking to change. I'm always looking for that last straw um, where it's like, you know what? I'm tired of you guys. If you keep cranking up your prices. I'm going to go to something else. So I'm willing to go at any moment to a sling solution or another solution that's out there that gives me similar channels for a lower price.
8: I'm thinking Direct TV stream or YouTube. I haven't made a choice yet.
2: But. Okay, and Direct TV probably doesn't also doesn't require you to have a box either. Uh, you could probably do that with an app on your smart TV. It's probably a Direct TV app.
8: Exactly, but if you purchase this box, I think it's going to run like cable TV, where you could punch in a number and go directly.
2: Doesn't sound correct to me, but I'm not going to argue with you because I don't know for sure.
8: <laughs> I don't know. I'm not positive for sure. That's why I called you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, you may have to research that on their site to see what that's all about. But a box, to me, is not necessary in a streaming scenario when you have a streamer device like a Smart TV or a Roku or something else.
8: Yeah. Okay. All right. Hey, thanks. Thank you very much, guys. Uh, have a great weekend and
2: thanks, keep though.
8: up the good work.
2: We'll try. You too. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, Tom and Torrington, cut the cable. We like to hear that. Um, Jeff in South Carolina is checking in. Oh, great, Jeff! Yeah. What's going on out there, Jeff? We just talked to you last week. Yeah, all right, man. I got a question last week. All right, what do you got? Well, uh, uh, do you guys
6: use ITIL? For?
2: IT. Say that again.
6: It's Itil.
2: Yes.
3: It's oh, a. Okay. It's a. I mean, it,
6: I'm taking that class right now.
3: Oh yeah, that is a that's a an IT management standard. Yeah, Uh that that will if you want to get into IT, that that can give you some uh, some information that you'll need to move forward with that. Definitely describe
2: what it is for everybody, Dennis, because I'm trying to understand. I want to hear what I heard. (laughs) What is it? What is this? (laughs) It's it's a compliance standard.
6: um, Oh yeah, go ahead, sir.
3: Well, let me let me get the actual acronym because it has been a while since I've actually worked with it. So you're, but at one point I yeah. actually took some ITIL um, compliance okay. classes. It's compliance. I was trying it's, to make sure I hear what I'm hearing. It's here. called Information Technology Infrastructure Library. Right. And it is a it is a a, a compliance standard for IT management, and it's intended for organizations outside. But it, it sometimes applies to MSPs, mm-hmm. but it also applies to other kinds of IT providers, gotcha. such as a company that runs data centers for yep. banks or whatever. Yep. Yeah. And it, it's a management compliance uh, schema
2: right. uh, for how you handle different things. So, Jeff, you were just recently hired to do bring, bring machines online, it's, and now you're jumping to this. That's, that's a pretty big jump.
6: No, no, this is part of the course. I oh. Mean, the course that the scholarship program offer. A-plus, Network-plus, uh, There's some business courses, and then ITL 4 is the last part wow. of the program.
3: Nice. It makes sense that it's included, and in. actually it's nice that they do
2: that for you.
6: Uh-huh.
2: Yeah, good luck with that. That's great.
6: Uh, I mean, just going through it, it reminds me of uh, – uh, the same type of program uh, that the Japanese used to have when they go into a factory or something and they had some kind of uh, uh, the standards that they wouldn't buy, You're thinking of Six you know Sigma?
3: Talking?
2: Yeah, Six Sigma, Just-In-Time, all that kind of stuff.
6: Something like that, yeah.
2: Yeah, these are all standards. I mean, we also work from the NIST standard. We work from CMMC standard, ITAR standards. Um, there's so many different...
3: There's also ISO 20,000. Yeah.
2: So I was...
6: Right, okay, yeah.
2: So it's good that you're you're yeah, looking at I
6: it. Asked the, I asked the instructor. You know, I said, you know, I'm looking at this. I'm saying this is not something an entry level person would do with it. He said, it it may be. You know, I'm like, oh, come on now. I mean, you may not be the one. It says it upper level.
2: You may not be the one managing it, but you need to know why someone's asking you to do a process or a procedure the way they're asking for you to do it. You don't want to be in a vacuum and mm-hmm. just. So it's gonna—it's giving you context. It's giving you an understanding of why a manager might ask you to do X, Y, or Z in a certain process, in a certain order, um, mm-hmm. and that's what this is really about. So, yes, you could still do it, and now you understand why you're doing what you're doing, which is, I think, beneficial.
6: Yeah, I got it. I, I did get a lot out of it because I got some other projects and the procedures and everything that that you put in place to do that, I could use the, the, to do a project that I do at home, you know, I mean, it, it comes in helpful.
3: All right, you got your That's own well, home lab going?
6: Not yet.
2: All right. well, wow, it sounds right. like you will. If you're starting to use I Itil, you. if you're using Itil procedures to program the VCR, Jeff, I'm going to come down there. <laughs> <laughs>
6: All right, man. Y'all have a good day, good weekend.
2: Yeah, you too, sir. <laughs> All right. We love hearing All right. from Jeff in South Carolina. He's continuing to improve his technology knowledge, and uh, he, you know, he's retired and he's trying to get into IT, and And there's plenty of jobs out there, guys, right? So we need geeks. I don't care what your past experience is, if whatever you were doing. We need them. Understanding the ITIL framework is a great way to get in. It, it is. The unexpected, but it is. Uh, yeah. It's part of his training. Let's go to Clyde quickly here in East Hartford before the top of the hour. What's happening, Clyde?
8: Uh, yes, I have a Dell uh, laptop, and we get on Zoom on Sunday nights to talk to the family in California. And up until last Sunday, it was working fine. And last Sunday, the speakers stopped working. And when you click on the speaker icon down at the bottom, there's a red X. And when it when I do that, if I click on it, it goes to the old email address which we haven't used in years and I don't know the password to that or anything like that is there any way to get that speaker back on again it was working
3: my suggestion would be to go into device manager and look for the speaker it'll be in one of the sound or audio uh, categories right click on it remove it reboot the computer
2: and that, that should work, Clyde. We're coming up to a hard break here, so I hope that gives you something to try, okay?
8: Yeah, I'll try it. Thank
2: you very much. You're welcome. Thanks for calling. I want to thank all you guys for calling in, keeping the show going. Otherwise, uh, Dennis and I will be talking about our kids and our cats. I want to thank Carolyn for producing, Mike G for posting everything up there at the Twitter sites and the Facebook sites. And Again, thank you guys for being here. We'll see you next Saturday. Remember, we
1: want you to be geeks, too.